Welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and in this episode, I'll be joined by our Oman expert, Sophie, who is ready to take us to the Arab world's hidden gem. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me. So I believe you have just come back from Oman. Yes. About two weeks ago, we got back. Oh, my gosh. What was it like? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Definitely my most favourite destination in the Middle East now. Really? Yeah, by far. And what was perfect is when I went was the weather. So it was like the most perfect temperature in the daytime. It wasn't too hot, but it was like late 20s. It wasn't humid. It was a really dry heat. So oh, really comfortable. Just absolutely fell in love with the place. Full of culture, full of history. And the Omani people, they're so proud of their country as well. And they want to show it to you and show everything that they've got to offer. So yeah, it was just superb. I believe Oman is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, country in the Middle East? There's certainly got a lot of history. So we did loads of sightseeing and in the city of Muscat we had a fantastic guide called Is Muscat the capital? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the great thing about Muscat is you've got the city but it's also on the coast so you've got the beaches and you've got the city as well. Oh that sounds perfect. So it's perfect so you can have a day lounging by the pool or on the beach and then the next day you can be sightseeing in the city. So we had a superb guide called Munir who was lovely he picked us up every morning from the hotel and he would talk to us throughout the day whilst we were driving around or going around the, the mosques and the souks and he would just be full of information and telling us all about the local traditions and getting us to try and taste all the different foods and the Omani coffee and the dates and Ooh, yeah, really lovely. emerging us into the local life it was great. So what sort of things did you see? Where did you visit around Muscat? So we had a jam-packed itinerary, but it was great. So when we first arrived, we had two nights in the city in Muscat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent the first day, we went on a mystical Muscat city tour, Ooh. <laughs> which was great fun. So we went and visited the Grand Mosque, which was, wow, really most beautiful building and just the feel of the place you can hear the prayer coming out the speakers which was mesmerizing after our initial two nights in muscat we traveled up into the akdar mountains now i've never been anywhere so beautiful ever and i've been lucky i've visited a lot of places every time you turn your head and looked around the view was just wow wow even when you were in the bathroom because the windows out to the mountains it was just absolutely unbelievable bath with a view yes (laughs) yeah just incredible experience up there completely different to being down in the city How long did it take you to get to the mountains from Muscat? Well, if you were driving directly, it's about two hours, two and a half hours. Or a quicker option is a helicopter ride. Ooh. It's probably about... 
15, 20 minute helicopter ride up into the mountains. But we did a bit of sightseeing along the way. So we visited a few local villages. We did a small hike in the mountains as well. Which was a small hike, yeah, casual hike. It was a small hike. <laughs> Luckily, it was a small hike because it was like two and a half thousand meters above sea level. So you really notice the difference in getting your breath mm. and and things like that. So we spent the day traveling up to the mountains, really, because we stopped along the way. We stopped for lunch, but yeah, you can do it in like two hours. <laughs> While you were on your trip, can you tell me some of your favourite things that you did while you were there? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like we saved one of the best experiences right till the end. So on our very last day, we got picked up about 8.30 in the morning and we got taken to a marina where we joined a boat and we travelled for about an hour or so on the boat and we went to an island called the Damina Islands. These are completely uninhabited. Like a desert island? Yeah, like a desert sort of island. Oh, so there's wow. no other, but you're only allowed to leave the boat and go onto the island at certain times of the year because of certain wildlife. There are only so many months of the year can you actually go on. So we were lucky we could go on, but on the way, to the island we were being followed by dolphins <gasps> wow. so we had dolphins with us at the side of the boat for most of the trip and it was just it was like they were playing oh, chasing us so and yeah it was so it was absolutely brilliant there was so many of them as well and then when we finally reached the island, we were snorkeling and there was sea turtles. <gasps> the water was crystal clear and so lovely and warm as well. And then we all went on the beach and had lunch on the beach. Oh, well, that sounds like bliss. It was fantastic, really was fantastic. And then afterwards, we did a little bit more snorkeling and swimming and then headed for the hours trip back. But it was such a great day. We had such fun and saw things that I've never seen before. It was a very memorable day. And like I say, I'm glad that we... Saved, saved that to the last. end yeah it was great <laughs> I loved doing all the sightseeing and I loved the mountains it was so beautiful up there and doing the mountain hike for me that boat trip at the end with the dolphins seeing us it was the perfect way to end a fabulous trip that does sound so perfect <laughs> I honestly wouldn't have thought of Oman for things like that you when I think of Oman I think of deserts and rolling dunes yeah. and camels at the moment, I'm putting something together for a gentleman who's really interested in swimming with whale sharks. So, whale sharks? Yeah, so we're putting together an itinerary for him for Oman because, again, certain times of the year can never make any promises, but <laughs> there should be whale sharks around. So, yeah, the, the sea life is absolutely fantastic there. Well, that's something I've learned today. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have thought of, of Oman before No, that. I wouldn't have either before, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. What kind of a holiday do you feel Oman is best suited for? As in, would it be a family holiday, couples, honeymoon? What do you suggest? 
I think if you get the right hotel, there's somewhere for everybody. So there's some hotels that are better suited for adults and for families. But also as well, there's something for the single traveler. So I've done quite a few clients that I've booked where they're traveling on their own because there's so much to go out and do and see. And we can arrange guided tours. So you're not really on your own. You've got someone with you. Depending on the hotel that you get. So for example, if you are a couple... I would recommend the Chedi Muscat. So that's in the centre in Muscat City. Although it's beachfront, it's still in the city as well. So it's great. (laughs) And also at the Shangri-La, there's three hotels at the Shangri-La and one of them is adult only. So the Al-Hussan would be great for adults and the other two Al-Banda and Al-Waha, fantastic for families, something for everyone of all ages as well. What makes these resorts particularly suitable for couples or families? I think the Chedi I would pick for a couple on the honeymoon. Right. It's really low key, really chilled out, beautiful rooms and the Chedi club suites are wow. I was so lucky that we got a Chedi club suite. We walked in and I was like, wow, wow. But it's all the benefits that you get with it as well. So complimentary mini bar which was a nice surprise. (laughs) That was good. And they have a club lounge area. So anyone that's in a club suite or the club terrace rooms, if it's got the word club in the title, the clue's there. (laughs) You can go through into the club lounge and you can have tea and coffee throughout the day. But what's really nice is in the afternoon, they do an afternoon tea. So that's really lovely. And then of an evening before you go for dinner, you can have cocktails and canapes and it's all included within the club benefits. So uh, that was really, really good. So we loved that. So yeah, great for, I think for a honeymoon couple, I would probably go for the cheddy as a must and the food. Oh my God. Amazing. Absolutely (laughs) amazing. And service superb as well. Oh, and the main bonus, which we really loved when you in the club suite you get 15 items of laundry oh. so I came home with practically a clean suitcase oh, that's, which ideal. Was super. that's the last thing you want when you're coming back from holiday exactly <laughs> I literally unpacked and put everything away it was brilliant amazing yeah so that was really good So what about then for families? You mentioned Shangri-La. Yes. So there's a few options, Shangri-La being one. So as I say, at the Shangri-La, you've got three hotels, the adult only, and then you've got the Al-Banda and the Al-Waha, which are superb for families. It's a little bit out of Muscat. It's about a 30-minute drive, but the hotel offer a shuttle service that takes you into the city. Oh, that's handy. So really, really handy. And for families that are into snorkeling or in particular sea turtles, the Shangri-La is perfect. So it's one of only five sites in Oman where the sea turtles go to nest. Oh, wow. If you're there at particular times of year, you're guaranteed to see the sea turtles. So that was pretty amazing to see. There's loads going on for families there, definitely. So as I said, when I think of Oman, I do think of the deserts. So I can imagine there probably are quite a lot of desert-based activities that you can do yes what sort of thing did you love doing while you were there 
so there is desert experiences that you can do and the guides will take you and you can do the desert nights camp oh what's that it's not like any ordinary camp it's a five-star luxury camp (laughs) (laughs) so um but the guides will take you up the big sort of bell tents are all set up for Mm -hmm. you when you're up there and you camp in the desert overnight under the stars we can arrange all of that for you and again the guides can come with you you can do it for one night you can do a couple of nights and you can go out and do like desert hikes it's really a destination where you can cover water experiences mountain experiences desert experiences city experiences (laughs) all in one and we've got the hotels there in each area that will help you see the best of each part as well and experience it with the five-star luxury hotels. Oman is one of the Arab states, isn't it? So what are the the cultural norms and the expectations that travellers to Oman should be aware of? I mean, whenever you travel to to any destination I think you should always be really mindful of where you're going and what's the culture and what's the beliefs of the people that are living there or Mm -hmm. from there and definitely I was mindful of that traveling anywhere um, in the Middle East but particularly Oman so for example when we went to the Grand Mosque for the day and we was picked up by our guide he did have to sort of check that what we were wearing was appropriate oh that's interesting so we had full-length trousers full-length armed tops so literally nothing showing on your arms or your legs and also as well we had a, a scarf with us and there was a lady at the grand mosque that was putting them on for you so that they were on correctly so they have people at these sites to to help travelers that's right and if if when also as well at the grand mosque because there were some people that weren't as lucky as what we were in terms of having our lovely guide (laughs) with us and when they got there they would find that maybe they might have even three quarter length trousers on or a long skirt which wasn't acceptable for going into the mosque so a long skirt wasn't acceptable no no, oh. one of the ladies that was travelling with us, we didn't realise that. And she had a lovely long dress on, but she had to go and put some trousers on because even just turning and oh, if you bend course. over just yeah. a little bit, it would come up. So outside the Grand Mosque, you can actually rent an outfit for whilst you're going around. Oh, wow. So they do have things in place so that you can still go in and enjoy the experience. And instead of just turning people away, mm-hmm. they were willing to help, to help and educate us really on, yeah. you know, on what's expected. Yeah, you definitely have to be mindful also as well. Eating out is really, really popular, superb local restaurants. But of course, you have to be mindful that if you're eating out in a local restaurant and not in the hotel, it's not going to be licensed. So there's not going to be any oh, alcohol served. Is Oman a, a dry country? Apart in from in the hotels, yeah, oh, absolutely. So, you know, if you're happy to go and have a, a nice meal and not have a drink, because there's so many great restaurants people generally when they're on holiday <laughs> like to have a drink so again just being mindful of the fact that is just something that is within the hotels really so you mentioned some of the amazing restaurants around oman what is the food like there because you're on the coast you've got some amazing seafood they eat a lot of lamb dishes they do a lot of international cuisine so i had one of the best thai meals 
ever whilst Ooh. I was there as well. And I've been to Thailand, but this was like, <laughs> it was yeah, one of the best in on man. Far, yeah. <laughs> so really multicultural in terms of the locals, the dates is a big one for the day. Oh. So our guide told us how uh, his secret to looking so youthful was he eats seven dates every morning for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> and he has done since he was a boy. He was like, just a seven. seven. <laughs> yeah, seven dates. <laughs> What would you recommend we pack for our holiday to Oman? What are our you key need to items? Pack every, you need a big luggage allowance <laughs> when you go to Oman because if you're travelling up into the mountains, it can be quite cold. Okay. So of an evening, you really do need a jumper and a jacket, especially or even from like late afternoon onwards, you need something. And then, of course, you've got your beachwear. But if you are looking to go into the city and into the mosque and stuff like that, then you do need to cover up. But it's not the end of the world if you forget because there is someone on hand, as I say, outside that you can rent something if you're happy to do that, just go around. You need to pack a little bit of everything when you go to Oman because <laughs> there's just so much, all the different climates from the mountains to the beach. and Be right back, just packing my entire wardrobe into <laughs> yes. my suitcase. <laughs> Extra luggage allowance. <laughs> do you have a top tip for visitors travelling to Oman? I have a few, I think. Go on. Uh, definitely try and go with the time to go up into the mountains. Mm -hmm. Definitely make the time to go on a boat trip to see the dolphins. Yep. Definitely do that. <laughs> but something that I always include for my clients, because I feel it's a must, is a VIP meet and greet service on arrival at the airport. Oh, nice. And it really is it's a lifesaver when you get <laughs> when you get off that overnight flight and there's somebody stood there with your name on a board and you can see everybody else going to the left to start queuing and you head for the board with your name on and you're taken through and you fast track through immigration into the luggage reclaim and it's it's amazing so definitely top tips would be the mountains dolphin boat trip and i always include the vip meet and greet on arrival for my clients but you must go up into the mountains so it would okay. be very easy to fly into Muscat have your short transfer to your hotel and have the beach in the city but that journey up into the mountains is so worth it and there's a few hotels that we do my personal favorite the Alila Jabalakdar is just absolutely out of this world um, and that is up in the mountains that's up in the mountains and an experience i would highly recommend to do if you're at the hotel as well is they have spa treatment beds overlooking the canyon so it's like you're oh. sort of hovering so when you've got your head down you're having your massage it's like you're right on the edge of the mountain oh i was with you up until that point <laughs> but it's amazing there's barriers it's perfectly safe but it's just an experience and a view that you you would just never get anywhere else and as the sun's going down and you sat on the balcony overlooking the canyons and again you can hear the prayer coming through the speakers in the distance and the sun's going down it's just goosebumps I actually had goosebumps
thank you so much, Sophie, for coming to join me on the Inspiring Travel podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been fantastic. for joining us for this edition of the Inspiring Travel Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us across social media for more travel inspiration. We'll see you next time in paradise.